0: I mean, I, did, I didn't even need to come on the stage before this, this building. I've been here uh, for a few hours, just waiting, getting ready. You know, you, there's gonna be a day where, I mean, not only are you guys gonna get the building next door and eventually to save a lot, yeah. but, um, but, but, but there's gonna be just lines of people all around this block. Because um, God, God is moving. But I I was here the night before this became uh, what it is now. Anybody go to Shaw's here? Okay. Shaw's. Shaw's people. Not going to judge you. (laughs) And I was uh, sweeping the night before because I was just excited to be here and to serve. I love what uh, the Psalm says, Psalm 84, it's better to be. Uh, a doorkeeper in the house of God and to dwell in the tents of wickedness. I'm just happy to like, be in the room. Like in, in the house, in the house. Well, my name is Stephen. Now, if there's a if there's a picture of my family, uh, you'll be able to see. Um, and, uh, you know, my, uh, my beautiful bride, uh, Lindsay... I'm so thankful for two Lindsays leading the new New England. Come on. And uh, this, is, this is Lindsay. That's uh, Jacob Lyle. Jacob Lyle, it's been a little while since I've seen your smile. Each, song, each kid has a song, by the way. And uh, I was coaching his soccer team, soccer team before. Yes, it was U8. Yes, we won 4-1, and we're not supposed to keep score. That's Finley Rose. Finley rose, Finley rose, Jesus rose from the grave. That's her song. My God. And Jordan Stephen, Jordan Stephen, don't stop believing. We will see the promised land. That's him. So high school sweetheart, 22 years. So thankful. And, I, and you guys were like, he's 23. So that says something. Uh. And uh, as Pastor Marco said, we are uh, releasing an album. You can put up the, the cover. It's prophetic for what God's doing in New England. Yeah. I hope you guys know, just like I gave you a hug at, in the beginning, um, um, the, the dude, um, that um, tonight, tonight's a, a night, especially for leaders and servants in the room. And uh, whoever's going to hear, and you guys, this is going to be a, a, a night that, that we're all going to really, really remember because of what God's doing. And so there's a sound revival that's being released. Before I get into the message on Mark 7, uh, is it all right if I stop for a little bit and, and celebrate what God's doing? Because here's the thing, because here's the thing, and you can put that up, um, because here's the thing. God is moving in New England. God is moving in New England. God is moving in America. And, and can I just say to everybody, and I know this is not being filmed and so on, but can I just let everybody know that, that you are in the midst of a move of God. Do you know that? No. Okay, time out, time out. Cause not some of you are like, who is this dude and what's going on? Okay, I was there at Keith Middle School years ago. Years ago. I was there, how I met Marco, the Holy Spirit on a Wednesday night, I'm not gonna say told me, cause your pastor told us not to say that. I got a sense to go up on a Wednesday night And I prayed in the back and God told me four years ago when you had another building and there was a lot of issues with the city, with the town. And guess how that turned out? Yeah, you're here! You wouldn't have been. Okay, okay, some of you are new. Glad you're here. New people, best church in the world. Uh, But here's the thing. I was in the back, God told me don't go up, don't say anything, and I was on my knees praying Pastor Marco told me, and he did something dangerous. He gave me the microphone. <laughs> and I prayed. And then Nights of Hope a few years ago. And you guys remember that? Yeah. Not the tent Nights of Hope. Anybody part of that one, the Nights of Hope there? Yeah. 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 And so I've been, I've, been a, I've been a part of seeing the move of God and what he's doing. So can you put up the, 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 the list of things that, that, that God is doing um, here through this, this church before we get to the, to the word uh, of, of God. So celebrating the move of God, reasons to celebrate. First, Jesus is still alive. He's still alive. Oh, it's still Easter. It's still Easter. I'm just fired up. I was fired up for hell a long year, many years ago. Now I'm, I'm not, trying not to yell. And now I'm fired up for Jesus. Is that okay? Okay. Jesus, okay. The movement of Jesus through new life, because who here knows that this came from pastors, Steve and Jordan boys and Nancy boys, 30 plus years. This one part of. You can clap. Yeah, honor them, honor them, honor them. Okay. A new normal, supernatural kingdom of God being established in New Bedford. See, here's why, because I got a word tonight, and some of you got, like, some big plans. I get that. But here's the thing. Like, I'm passing through this, but please, when you're in the midst of a move of God, don't just pass through it. Like, I'm just going to throw these out, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Being established, and hundreds and thousands being saved and, and people being baptized. By the, way, by, by, by the way, a lot of you, you're getting baptized the 29th, okay? Done. Leaders discipled and serving, hundreds and thousands. That's what you're part of. That's what you're part of. That's what you're part of. Okay, next one. Hundreds and thousands. Hundreds and thousands. Hundreds and thousands. Hundreds and thousands. Okay, city. Everybody? You guys hearing this? Okay. Serving the needs of the city. They're being cared for. Amen. Amen. Next one. Next one. Thousands upon thousands of unchurched people hearing and receiving. The, this is not my message at all, by the way. The good news of Jesus. Amen? Like, yeah. At any time, you can stand and you can stand for the authority of Jesus and his greatness. Fall River South Coast Church, new, lo- new location campus. Da, 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 there's gonna be so many, you're not even gonna be able. The reason why there's gonna be so many locations is because God just wants you and every single one of you to get a part of what God is doing. Okay. Fall River, Fall River, more victory. Fall River, Fall River. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next. Yes. New song, I believe this so passionately. You guys know that it's not just you have some great like, worship leaders and team. You have somebody who's not just his voice, amazing, his leadership, amazing, Elijah and his team, but his heart moves, God. Yeah, okay. Albums are going to be made and a new song is going to be released, 2021, New Life South Coast Worship, amen. Next one. Books being written, discipleship tools being released into New England and the world. Oh yeah, just that. Yeah, that's no, no, that's a new normal. Can you say new normal? Can you say new normal? Yeah, you can stand at any time, because the reason why we're doing this, this wasn't here before. This didn't just happen. This didn't just happen. This didn't just happen, blood, sweat, and tears. Hallelujah. Oh, gosh, almighty. I can go anywhere. I'm about to run around this whole entire place, by the way, and city by the end of this night. The best serve team serving the city and region. Wait for it. With more room for you. Hallelujah. Next up. You guys, we're here. We're releasing a sound that's going to impact hundreds and thousands. We have no idea where we're going to be building in, like, next week. But we're just like, praise God for what he's building. But while we praise God for that, you have a building. Do you remember the days when you didn't? Are we forgetful? We all are, remember that. You have a building, you have a building, you have a building, the seats cost something. You have a building, you have a building, you have a building, you have a building. building. the best pastors and family in the world, and Bible teachers, who are what? Untangling Jesus from religion, hallelujah. I'm gonna flex on the devil, (laughs) that's Christianese, but it's true, Jesus. And I have one for you. And the whole family. Unity commands the blessing. Okay. I don't even know what's in there, but unity commands the blessing. What about when? What about when the teen Jesus from coast to coast in New England comes together? What the? What the? What the? What? What about when they come together? What about when they come together? Come up here, come up here, Mark, right on here. Marco and Lindsay, I got one for the whole family, all your kids and so on. And here's the thing, can we just stand in honor right now in the name of Jesus and I'm just gonna pray for them again? Lindsay, come on up here. You know, I'm just a regular dude from South County, okay? This is for you and I have one for you, Lindsay, and your whole family. Pastor Marco, when he gave me this book he said, I pray that this will be used from God to bring you back to your first love. You know my first response? How could a little book bring me back to my first love? I mean, Jesus, like I know, I'm, a pre- I'm a preacher. I preach the Bible. How would I know? You know what? I, I read it. Because you know that you guys are a part of a shift, generationally, In this city of untangling Jesus from religion. Is there any like spirit-filled people in the house? A once and a generational move of God. And I give this back to you so that you and you will never, ever lose your first love. We stretch a hand out now for them and pray. God, I just thank you and praise you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, you can start praying right now. We swear you are. We pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. We pray in the supernatural. Thank you. This isn't for show. This isn't for anything. This is for you, Holy Spirit, to move through them. God, I pray for unchurched people right now. People don't even know you, Lord God, or don't know what they believe about you, that they can remember this night of profound unity of unity, of honor, and of celebration. We thank you, God, for this family. We thank you, Lord God, that they have been called to equip the priesthood of believers. God, regular, everyday people filled with the Holy Spirit, Lord God. Lord God, that you are using them in ways that they could never and will ever imagine, but that we're all a part of the new normal and New, new England in Jesus' name. Thank you not only for covering them and protecting them. But thank you, God, for continuing to give fresh energy and that pioneering spirit for more. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. We believe God is moving. In America. Can I talk about 2020 for a second, though? I'm sorry. You know, one of the things in 2020 that a lot of people uh, haven't really talked about was uh, what Tom Brady did <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day. Okay? He wanted to get dressed up like a pirate on St. Patrick's Day when the bars were closed. I'm sorry, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh my goodness. But you know, I, 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 love, I love sports. And I, I, I love, I haven't even given you the sermon title, the message. I, I love sports, but one of the things I was thinking about with, with sports, where it differs from church, is with sports nowadays, because um, I'm, I'm pretty much a retired athlete, maybe once in a while, right? I mean, you've probably seen the post from the serve team on soccer, you know? These guys, football, forgive me, you know? We're all pretty much retired athletes. Some of you are like, no, I'm not. I got a team shirt. <laughs> Here's the thing. The thing with sports different from church is, though, with, with sports... I, I do most of my watch. I watch now. In church, we don't just watch. We don't just watch. We're, we're on the team. We're a part of what, what God is doing. We're a part of that. And that's, 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 that's what God's heart is, I believe, that you and I will realize that we are in the midst of a move of God. But we have to realize, and I know that you do, that we live in a world of great offense, everyone is triggered. You're like, yes, let it be. (laughs) No, we don't want it to be anymore. (laughs) Triggered in offense everywhere, right? I'm triggered at Massachusetts drivers, you're triggered by Rhode Island drivers. (laughs) That's deep, lost you already. Everybody's triggered. Everybody is offended, all of us. We're offended that other people are offended. Right? Like I prayed God, I wanna wash that spirit of religion off of me, but right now, I'm, literally, I'm offended that people could be offended. Have you ever thought this though? Have you ever thought, was Jesus triggered? Was Jesus triggered? Was Jesus ever, ever offended? I got a message today from Mark 7, and it's called the Jesus Trigger. The Jesus Trigger. There's a verse 20 to 23 in Mark 7, and we're going to look at a lot of this this story. And it starts here, and Jesus says this, and then I'll bring you into the whole story. It says this, and then he added, it is what comes from inside that defiles you, for from within... Out of a person, um, for from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed. Is, is this Jesus? Wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are, they are what defile you. Here's a definition of triggered. Anybody been triggered uh, today? This week, this month? What have you been triggered? Hey, how about this, how about we do this? Everybody take out your phones and go to the app. I'm just kidding, you don't have to do that. You're liberated. Go to your apps and be triggered. What's your app? What's your app that triggers you? What offends you? What is it? Some of you are like, well, I'm not on social media, so I can't be triggered. But you're triggered and offended that people are on social media. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. <laughs> that's, not, that's not true. Triggered, something that causes an intense and usually negative emotional reaction in someone. Offense. This is a loose definition. Annoyance. Outrage or resentment brought about a perceived insult to or disregard for oneself or one's standard or principles. Anybody triggered? Anybody offended? I wanna give it loose definition because what I'm believing for in this moment and in the days ahead more than ever, here in New Bedford, Fall River, South Coast, your house is to see the chain of the spirit of religion fall. That sounds good? But let's go. This is a loose definition. Annoy spirit of religion. Annoyance, outrage. I can't you can't blame Webster for this. I kind of put this together a little bit, okay? Annoyance Outrage or resentment triggered by perceived insult or disregard for how we see others talking about God, applying the Bible, say it with me, sinning, and above all, doing church. You feel that? You guys feel that? That's a real spirit, right? Well, hey, what, what for you? And as we get into this story about Jesus with the religious leaders, you need to know this. I just came to the realization of 20 plus years of following Jesus, I don't think I've ever thought of myself as a religious leader or a Pharisee. That's not hyperbole. Some of you who are brand new, just following along, just you're here. We're so glad you're here. Can we give it up for people who are here for the first time, please? Thank you, Jesus. or the 10th time and you're gonna get baptized, saved, be a servant, be a leader, and be a part of a new campus being launched. Spirit of a religion, annoyance, outrage, or resentment, triggered or per- by perceived insult, disregard, what is that for you? Are you triggered or offended by how people apply the Bible? And by the way, because I love the serve team and leaders, I'm, uh, the spirit of God's coming for you tonight too, and me. for how we see others talking about God, applying the Bible, sinning, and above all, doing church. So the question, this is really good, this is really good, because we want health, we want maturity, in this season of deep maturity, deep growth, pruning, whatever language you want to use, what triggers you, what offends you? I'm not going to be that preacher that says, "And if they're right next to you, don't look at them." (laughs) I'm not going to do that. What what triggered and offended the scribes and Pharisees, the religious leaders? The big question that I want for you and for I to think about is what triggered Jesus. I hope you're 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 taking notes or mental or whatever you need to do to, to, to take this in. But what triggered Jesus? because I got the question, have you met this Jesus, the triggered Jesus? Have you met him? Let's look what what we see this response in this story in Mark 7, and we're part of a whole journey going through Mark. You need to know this. You're having an amazing time with the Lord in devotional, or however you read the Bible, and if you're brand new, what a great place to begin that journey but you need to know this that if you spend time with the bible and the the most that you get out of it is that you see jesus and his love for you and people then you've gotten everything you need out of it are you with me amen amen okay one day some pharisees i came with kind of a a, 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 i feel like a full word from the spirit that is that all right i I mean i'm yeah okay because I'm, I'm, exci- I'm high. I'm going to run around this whole city and believing for awakening. But right now, there's some work we need to do. Okay. One day, some Pharisees and teachers of the religious law arrive. Can we stand at the reading of God's word? Can we stand at the reading of God's word? Can you jump up like you're excited to hear from Jesus? Okay. One day, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They noticed that some of his disciples... His, can you say his? his? Ooh, like his of that church, that group, that crew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shaw's building. Ooh, <laughs> they noticed that some of his disciples failed to follow the Jewish ritual of hand washing before eating. The Jews, especially the Pharisees, do not eat until they have poured water over their cupped hands, as required by their ancient traditions. Similarly, they don't eat anything from the market until they immerse their hands in water. This is but one of the many traditions they have clung to, such as their ceremonial washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. So the Pharisees and teachers of the religious law asked Jesus, you ready for it? Why don't your disciples follow our age-old tradition? They eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony. You may grab a seat. You're going to stand again when we read more, by the way. (laughs) The cleanliness laws, follow me, are a part of God's word. At first glance, the religious leaders were rightly, this is important, this is, this is really important, were rightly offended by Jesus and his followers. Do you get that? Like, like they were rightly offended. That, that, because, because you need to know this, Jesus had a huge view of scripture. And they came at Jesus and they said, they're not doing, they're not doing what the law requires. They're not doing what the law requires. You see, we're going to get into it in a little bit, but the, the reality is, is that when the, when the disciples were, were not washing their hands, what they basically were saying is because they had such a high view of God and such a high view of the word of God, right? You know that the angels cry, not love, 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 but holy, holy, holy. You know that. Okay. Holy, holy, holy love. It's such a high view of God. Anybody love the holiness of God? Anybody love who our God is? Such a high view of God, high view of scripture. And so they rightly said this. You need to know this that, that what often happens is that when people start off with religion and start off with tradition, they don't intentionally start to be heartless. They don't intentionally start to be or to carry a religious spirit. You know that? Nobody really starts with that. And for them, they were doing the best that they could. The best that they could to follow the word of God, to follow it. But here's what we see, because this triggered Jesus. Now again, the reality is, is that in that time, there was the high priest, and it was the high priest that had to go through cleansing ceremonies and rituals in order to be in the place of the Holy of Holies so that the sacrifice of the animals would be cleansed, and in them being cleansed and the blood being spilled, with the blood being spilled, that was the day of atonement. That was the time where people were cleansed of their sins. So to be a rabbi, to be a religious leader, and to roll with him, and to not go through the cleansing rituals of washing their hands, that was a big deal. Are you with me? It's like there's certain seasons, right? Every year as a church, you start, I hope you haven't forgotten what God spoke to you in those 21 days of prayer and fasting. When you're fasting in prayer, right, you're giving up something. You're giving up something for something better, for God to hear from him, to listen to him right? That, that's, why you, that's why you do that. That's why you No, that's why you do that. And so it wouldn't be strange or odd that during that time, core leaders and crew members and serve team and all of that, that if other people weren't a part of this prayer and fasting, it would be a big deal, because we're all in this together to mark this moment. That's what it was for the Jews. You need to know this. The Jews were brilliant, and they still are, at remembering, at remembering at least it, we see in scripture reciting over and over and over the promises of God and the word of God that's significant sometimes i have to call people and the text message and i'll just and they'll be like you told me that story like 10 times stephen i'll find myself you i don't know if you guys you're telling somebody what god did over and over and you and i'll catch myself and I'll be like, i think i said that so many times but we have to remember I am so forgetful. And so in that time, in that time, they so had reverence towards the God. Do you know that a good Jew, especially a leader, would never even bow down before almighty God? Most of the Hebrew scriptures, they wouldn't even utter the name of God. The holiness of God. Do you know that the spirit of God is not just the spirit of God, but the what? The holy spirit of God? The Holy Spirit. Can you say holy? Holy. Guys, this is amazing space, but the whole world is God's glory, and with the angels in heaven, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So what is Jesus' response? He says this. You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, hey, how do you know when Jesus is triggered when he starts quoting Old Testament prophecy? (laughs) Whoa, and and when he he drops Isaiah, or Isaiah, or whatever, Isaiah, by the way, if you can't pronounce things, amen, not only do you belong in the room, but you can serve. (laughs) Here's the thing, here's the thing. You know Jesus is triggered when he quotes Old Testament prophecy. And for any of you who have got anything in your mind, you're not completely Jesus, so you should maybe not always quote Old Testament prophecy. That's just for free. Here we go. Jesus replied. Can you say trigger? Are you ready for the Jesus trigger? For some of you, and I love you if you don't love Jesus or know Jesus. Like, you're in the room tonight, you're going to get to know a little bit more about Jesus. I love Jesus. We see it throughout, like David. Jesus is the greatest David. I mean, the greater David. David had a harp in his hand and he did melodies and then he had a slingshot and he killed lions and he killed Goliath. I love Jesus. He's like, plays with babies and he's caring for children and he's loving people. And then he's he's also like the king of the universe. (laughs) Right? So he says this, you hypocrites, look to your neighbor and say, no. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you for he wrote, these people honor me, with their, but their hearts are, you need to to follow me. Until I prepared for this sermon, I can honestly say, and I'm not doing this just because it fits into this message, I don't ever remember a time that I thought of myself as the religious leaders. I thought of myself like the best possible case cheering on Jesus against everybody else. Their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce. (laughs) <laughs> trigger Jesus do you see the trigger yeah. you guys they're just like washing your hands and Jesus is just like boom boom boom, boom. Like, whoa Isaiah he goes on their worship is farce for they teach man made ideas as commands from God for you ignore God's law you don't go there Jesus he went there substitute your own tradition then he said you skillfully sidestep God's law <sighs> Can you say "let up, Jesus"? You have to say that. You sidestep God's law in order to hold on to your own tradition. For instance, oh, Jesus, don't! Now you're going to bring up. Now he's bringing up Moses. For instance, Moses gave you this law from God. Honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But you say it is all right for people to say with their parents, sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. In this way, you let them disregard their needy parents. Isaiah, Moses, and then he brings up that they're not caring for their needy parents. And so, verse 13, you cancel the word of God in order to hand down your own tradition. You think, okay, wow. Triggered Jesus. Are you with me? But he, you know what else he says? And this is only one example. I think he gave more than one, but... And this is only one example among many others. Are you with me? Can you say this message is for me? What triggers Jesus... In a land and a nation and a world where everybody is triggered and offended, I'm gonna say 99.9% of the world have not thought about Jesus being triggered. And the message tonight is to the church, to the house of God. What triggers Jesus? Not just religion, heartless religion that isn't rooted in loving God and loving people. Love God, love people. You know, that doesn't just come in and like, whoa, look at that fresh paint, cool design, color. Love God, love people, best is yet to come. Great, awesome, good. A little bit long, a little bit short. Peace, see you next week. Right? What triggers Jesus. Not just religion, but heartless religion. As I mentioned, Jesus has the highest right view. Everybody's talking about views. Who had the right view? Jesus. Of God's word, why? Because Jesus has the highest view of people and God. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. See, church, the issue was with the heart, and that is our issue, The heart is our center, our core, who we really are and what we really think. So it's really good to lean in and think about what offends God, what separates you from God, What separates you and I from God that I want to address tonight and see this chain fall down all over here and even at the sound of my voice, no matter the social media, no matter if it's being filmed or broadcast from the jail? How amazing is it, by the way, that there's campuses in the jail in Jesus' name? Hallelujah! (laughs) Hallelujah! But I believe this word is going to go out in the supernatural tonight for a shift. Why not on a Saturday night? Here is what offends God and separates you from God. And can you say this message is for me? The religious spirit. Here is a little bit about the religious spirit. If I stay away from certain movies, profane activities, and bad people, if I pray and I read my Bible... If I do all the serving, Wednesday night Bible study, online Bible study, serve the city online, online or in person. Serve at the food pantry, preach the messages. By the way, every single one of these things is amazing and you should do and sign up and be a part of every single one of them. But serve at the food pantry, preach the messages, lead the crews, join a crew, sing the songs, raise the hands, come to the altar which you all will, come every week to church, once a month, that's really good for some of you, twice in the summer, praise God, you don't swear too much, you drive sometimes nice, write books, lead ministries, do mission trips, write songs, wear church merch, try really hard, then God will see that I'm worthy and come in and heal my heart. Or give me prosperity or something great will happen. The problem is that as Jesus said, that model doesn't stick. See, God is here tonight through the power of the Holy Spirit and the word of God to say, check your own religious spirit. Here's a quote from Tim Keller. Religion doesn't get rid of self-justification. The self-centeredness, the self-absorption at all, it doesn't really strengthen and change the heart because it's outside in. Can I read the scripture that Jesus follows up on? He says, it is what comes from inside, Mark 7, verse 20, that defiles you. From from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within that defile you. If that's any of you, you can stand up. No. He lists them all because here's what he's saying. He's trying to get at the heart and he cares so much about you and I. The reality is he's saying that the food that we put in and Jesus was totally blunt, it goes in and right out. (laughs) But do you see what I added? I hope you didn't just follow along and get ready for what's next so you don't miss what the Holy Spirit in this moment is. Church, all the good things All the Bible studies, all the serving, all the showing up, all of the care, all of the good things, and God, what is it that he cares about the most? Our what? Our hearts. See, here's here's what I want for, for, for you. God loves you, and he sees our hearts. God really loves you. Can I be honest with you? And with me, they're full of filth that triggered the cross. Every single one of us. See, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God does that make you want to praise God and clap for his word? Could you guys read that with me? That, nice and loud. Ready? One, two, three. God, you. Our sin triggered the cross. Again, to, 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 to quote Tim Keller, he says, Through Jesus Christ, at infinite cost to himself, God has clothed us in costly garments. It cost him his blood, and it is the only thing that can deal with the problem of your heart and my heart. Church, how are you dealing with your heart? Pastor, how are you dealing with your heart? Leader, how are you dealing with your heart? Dreamer, how are you dealing with your heart? Servant, how are you dealing with your heart? Mother and father, and I'm cheering you on, but how are you dealing with your heart? How am I dealing with my heart? How am I dealing with my heart as the sound is ready to get released and it seems like it takes the littlest thing from my beautiful bride of over 20 years to trigger something in me that I didn't even know that I had and I've gone to the altar and prayed and believed in the blood of Jesus and yet there's still a deep level offense and trigger that all of us seem to be walking around and the God is saying to the church it's the spirit of religion <laughs> how are you no no genuinely how are you deal how am I dealing with my heart is are we are we trying to deal with it through religion Are you trying to deal with it through politics? Family. You might even be doing it through Christian ministry. And you've gotten so good at it. Doing, doing, doing. What is your amazing once in a generation? Pastors say, "We are human, what? Beings, not human doings. Doing from the outside in, it won't work. Could you say that out loud? It won't work. So what is your response to Jesus? What is your response to Jesus? What is my response to Jesus? Right in the next passage, we see a response to Jesus from this woman, but she's not just a woman, she's a mother. Then Jesus, verse 24, left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyree. He didn't want anyone to know which house he was staying in, but he couldn't keep it a secret. Ministry is happening. The movement, the kingdom is being spread and advanced. The word is going out. He's trying to hide. But right away, verse 25, a woman who had heard about him came and fell at his feet. Her little girl was possessed by an evil spirit, and she begged him to cast out the demon from her daughter. Pastor Marco talked last week about when you have the real spirit of breakthrough, you don't just sing it from your favorite worship song. You know what you do? You actually break through to get what you need. Say this message is for me. She begged him to cast out the demon from her daughter since she was a Gentile born in in, um, Syria. Jesus told her, first, I should feed the children, my own family, the Jews. It isn't right to, to take food from the children and to throw it to the dogs. Say what? Did Jesus just call her that? He goes on, and I'll say why he said that. She replied, "That's true, Lord. Eve, but even the dogs under the table are allowed to eat the scraps from the children's plates." "Good answer," he said. "Now go home, for the demon has left your daughter." Is anybody looking for breakthrough? I just prayed for somebody who ha- does not have children and they're believing for it, and I prayed for a miracle. Like, you know why I'm here, right? Like, like what, what is the breakthrough? What is the miracle? What what is it that you're that you're that you're after? What what is that what is that you're after? Amen. We we need we need not spirit of religion, but more 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 of the spirit of a of a father and a mother upon us, in Jesus' name. The demon was gone. I love this quote. It says this: "The woman, the mother, saw the gospel." that you're more wicked than you ever believed, but at the same time, more loved and accepted than you ever dared to hope. (laughs) Is that anybody's story? You see, what was happening is that Jesus had to fulfill his ministry to the Jews, to the people of Israel. And what we see here, actually this translation, and we don't have time to go into all of it, but the dogs actually reference that he said puppies. And that this woman said, can I at least get a scrap? Can I at least get a little bit? What this is saying, it's a parable. And what he's saying is that, guess what? I'm gonna fulfill my ministry to the Jews, and then guess what? I am going to the whole world. Everyone is going to be a part of my family every single one is going to be able to have the opportunity for deliverance and for salvation, for healing and for freedom. And here's what I'm, God has called me to say to you tonight, that Jesus is no longer triggered or offended by you. What separates you from God was canceled on the cross. What he thinks about you was communicated through his blood poured out. Jesus died and was buried. You know, last week, Pastor Marco said, I'm still a, even though I wear skinny jeans, I'm a Bible-preaching, prophetic preacher. Are we still alive? The blood of Jesus, the cross of Jesus. What he thinks about you is communicated through his blood, poured out. Jesus died and was buried in your place. Jesus rose again in victory. Our victory. Do you want victory? Do you want victory over sin? Remember, the spirit of religion is take all the things that you do amazing here at New Life South Coast. How is your heart? Do you want victory over sin? Do you no longer want to be ruled and reigned by offense? By being triggered by the sin that eats you in alive, you and I alive from within in the private, no matter what we post or share or show. Do you want a new heart? Do you want a new life? then say yes. At the deepest place in your heart, When in a moment when the music is on and hopefully eyes closed and people just focusing on on Jesus and all of these things at the deepest moment of your heart, but even more than just this moment when you say yes, when you say yes when you're in the hospital room and you've seen somebody die, when you're in the in the streets crying out like my mother cried out for me as a high schooler, when I was rebelling and walking away, and the devil had me on a destiny to destruction. Can you still say yes like my mother in that green? teal minivan can you still say yes when you don't know the future about your kids family or finances can you still say yes when you're freaking out and you're depressed and you're overwhelmed and everything looks broken can you can you still say yes can you still say yes can there still be a church in new england that will rise up Not so we can have old glory, but new glory, where people, all they wanted to do was to not only be in the house of God, but to see their own homes be the house of God. What is your response? I pray that your response is that nothing will ever separate you, us, from relationship with our Father, or coming again and again to Jesus. Nothing. We have the victory. We have the authority. We have the power. We have Jesus. We have Jesus. We have Jesus. Dean, come on up. We have Jesus. We hope this talk has encouraged and challenged you. If it was helpful, share it with a friend. For more info, visit newlifesouthcoast.com. Until next time, have a blessed week.